So what is wisdom? Wisdom is the ability to what? To know how and when to apply knowledge. It is not just experience. You can, you can get wiser through, you can get a bit more wisdom on something because of experience. But wisdom in essence, according to the word of God, it is something that comes when what? When we fear God. Why do we? Because it says the beginning of wisdom or the fear of the Lord is the beginning, the source of wisdom according to the word of God. Not earthly wisdom, not man-made wisdom, but the wisdom of God, Sister Mickey. The wisdom of God comes when we start fearing God. So what is fear, Pastor Brian? The fear in this context is not a terrifying fear that paralyzes you, but it is a reverence, a deep reverence of who God is. Can I make an example? Many people don't agree with um, President Sir Ramaphosa, what he says, what he stands for. But when he comes in, if he comes in now, I'm telling you, 99% of us will give him respect. Why? Because of the office he stands in and the grace on his life. When the demons saw Jesus in the possessed man, their first response was what? Fear and worship. It was reverence. They didn't say, hey, we're not Jesus. What are you doing here? We know that demons don't respect. They, they can't be in the presence of God. But when they saw him, the first response was worship. Jesus, son of the Most High, what have you come to do or torture us before our time? Speaking of what? That they acknowledge the grace on his life. When Jacob rose up knowing that I had an encounter with God, what was his first response? Worship. When God came to Abraham and said, sacrifice your son. When he came to Genesis 22, when he said, he said, he turned to his servants and he said what? Stay here, me and the son, my son, we're going higher too. But God called him to kill his son. So worship for him was a deep sacrifice. It was like, I, re I revere you so much that even if you ask me the son, I've waited 100 years for Pastor Clayton. I see it as an act of worship. Job lost everything and he was sick. And his first response was, the Bible says, he fell on his knees and worshiped. The Lord give it and the Lord take it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. When we get short time at work, we cannot worship. It is the fear. The Bible says he feared God so much that he worshipped on behalf of his children that were grooving. There was, can I say something? In the way that we live today, there was no reason for Job to worship God because he was one of the richest people. Like the way we justify, and no, don't go silent on me now. Ons weer do ons. That we sometimes don't worship God until we are desperate. Can you picture yourself? Be yourself. Don't, you don't have to answer this. Just think, if you measure how intense your worship is in a day, from January to December, when is your worship and praise the lowest? December. That's why it's easy for people to step out of the presence of God because of the situation in the world. But when you are filled with the word of God, when the world calls, you cannot respond. But when you are filled with the world, the world will respond. Let me make an example. In a colony of penguins, when there's one million of them, when the mothers or the fathers went to hunt Pastor Brian, when they come back to the colony, all the children look the same. But when they call, for us as humans, it sounds the same, Sister Betty. Quick, 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 quick. But the children know the voice because the DNA in that child is the same as in the mother. So they don't just respond audibly, but the sound speaks to something in them. That's why we blame it on, on, on Sister Yulin, we blame it on, on influence. When someone goes off track, yes, I told me someone. No, if you don't have the world in you, when the world calls, you cannot respond. 
It means there's something in you that responded to the call of the world. That's why Hebrews says that we are led away by what? Our own desires. If I don't have a desire for drugs, if Brother Greg's by some and God forbid, if he invites me, if he invites me to that glue party, I will respond with correction, with love and compassion, but not a desire to use it because the desire to sniff glue is not in me. And often we blame a lot of things and how does these desires come? It is what we allow inside. And then it sits there. It forms a stronghold. And then it makes you who you are. That's why Paul said, the things I don't want to do, I do. It was, he was saying, there's sometimes in me a, a, an automatic response to the things that I know I'm not supposed to do. The things I want to do, study the word, fast and pray, be good, show the name, I don't do. I'm a good Christian, I study the word of God, I, I pray, I do all these things, it's fine. As soon as someone just does something that I don't do, I say, yeah, you master. The things I don't want to do, I do. Why? Because it's part of me. And it's difficult to fear God when you don't, you cannot listen to this. You cannot be part of corporate worship if your individual worship lacks. It's difficult. It will be a show. And I'm not speaking just to us. I'm speaking the body of Christ. It is difficult to worship. Pastor Clayton, you know, it's difficult. Worship leaders, I've spoken to some of them, Sister Esbury. It is so easy when you have a skill. So easy. For you, I offer, we don't take yoga, but thank you. It's so difficult. Check this. To really worship God. Please, listen to this. When you really want to worship God, and you are so good at playing guitar. Let me just make an example. You play guitar, and it's so good to distinguish what is skill and talent, and what is true worship. Let me show you. Pastor Brian plays keyboard and drums. He's, he's, he's quite good at them. Right. Now, in his mind, can someone please, when he is, check this, when he's practiced six songs, check this, in his mind, tomorrow I'm going to play six songs. Now he comes to church. The pastor, whoever's the pastor, feels moved by the presence of God to go up after the second song. How he responds will determine what his intention is in the house of God. I'm not saying disrespect people's efforts. But the heart of worship is always revealed, or the leg there of when pressure comes. Or when the, because the will of God will sometimes always go against your will. Check, the will of God for this service, after the second song, go up, there's someone that urgently needs prayer now. Your will is, I want to show my skill. You, you, you don't mouth it, you don't say it, but your heart knows. Brian can play six songs. I'm just, you don't say it. You don't, it's not even front of thought. And that's why the Bible says the heart is deceptive above all things. Come on. Now I say, no, say nar. The best keyboard player, the best singer, because check this, their response now is, on that so long practice. What did you practice for? Yes, I'm not getting to my notes. Let me get to my notes. <coughs> so we're just going to run and wrap up a few things quickly. Psalm 127. 
verse 1. Psalm 127 verse 1 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, those that build, build what? In vain. Right? And those that watch the city, watch in vain, unless the Lord watches over it. Right, so I'm going to read a few things and I'm just going to wrap up. Second Chronicles 9 verse 3, we've been through it, I'm going to read it again. And when the queen of Sheba had seen the wisdom of Solomon in the house, he had what? Built. Unless the Lord what? Builds the house. Unless who builds the house? The Lord builds the house. So the church of God is what? It's God's house. God builds the church. I can never come and take ownership of church or God's people. We can direct as a shepherd, we can do all these things, but normally a shepherd is not the one who owns the sheep. There's a farmer of Lichek. Do you think the guys that are watching the Onzi, one day we played soccer in Eldos, I have to say this. So the guys in Eldos, when we came there, yeah, you're took his funny plus, yeah, you are from the farms, yeah. First off, we played. Then we just saw lots of cows on the field. So now I'm like, this no very plus. <laughs> that, was, that was nice. I'm just throwing out there. <laughs> oh yeah, we won. We won because there were a lot of cows on the field. They're not just... Not just those livestock, human cows as well. <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> Sorry, I just ate. Sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the guys that you see with the sheep and the livestock on the roads in the fields when we drive, do you really think that guy owns it? However, how is rewarded by the real owner, the farmer at home? Is how he looks after the sheep. Amen. So as a pastor, Pastor Brian, when God, maybe if it is well for you to run a church one day, it is not your, yes, be, love them, watch over them, but they don't belong to us. Amen. Only pastors with God complexes feels that it is your. Second thing about pastors with God complexes, looks like God is taking us somewhere else. Pastors with God complexes, one of the things they don't do, brother, given, is tell people to go and study the word for themselves. Because once you tell a sheep that the only grass you will eat is the ones in my hands, you will not go out into the field and look for it. A pastor is supposed to lead you to eat, but not eat for you. Because as a Betty, if I make you my God, with many respect, I can manipulate you till you are broke and you will not see it. Because the one thing any God does, what does the word God mean? It means master. The one thing any God does is brainwash you into submission. And that's why it's difficult for people that are in churches where we call these men and God um, um, false uh, prophets. Why? Because their minds have been submitted completely to this man. Logically, they can't understand why am I going back. But their bodies, because as a man, what? Thinks in his heart so easy. So you find yourself doing the things I don't want to do, I do. Why your mind is captured by this. Yes. That's why there's a website. Go and, if there's something that doesn't make sense, come back. Say, Pastor, it has say, Moses said, Archibald, it doesn't make sense. Then I can say, oh, maybe it was a slip of the... Don't just take anything I say. Go study it. Yes. That's where growth comes. Because if you don't open your Bible, brother, given after your, your Sunday afternoon nap, or maybe the Monday where you go and study the Word of God, and you grow and you feed yourself, Kaelin. Unless you do that, on Sunday it's difficult for you to end into the frequency. Because sometimes the worship frequency is so heavy and I can sense there's some people that want to tune in. They tune, but they cannot tune it. They hear the worship, they even maybe lift up their hands, but there's a frequency spiritually that you need to enter into. And it comes with you taking a conscious decision. I want to grow in God. 
It's a conscious decision. No one can do that for you. The second thing, your salvation is yours alone. You cannot outsource it. Always asking people, pray for me. My believer is, pray for me, pray for me. No, there's a time where we must say, all of us as Christians, where you have to tell that person, I love you so much, but unless you come, there's some things God will not do for you. You get what I'm saying? There's some things God will not do for you until you decide, I'm going to take my body, my mind, and I'm going to start building a relationship with God. I cannot have a relationship with God for my wife or my children. I teach them, the children, they have their own Bible studies and we question and we talk about it. They have questions, we answer them. You teach them at that young level, your salvation, my baby, is yours. Even my wife's one, it's hers. That's why you find that someone sitting in their own corner studying, reading the Word of God. You see in the wisdom in the house that he has built, in the meter is stable, and, but it says, and it continues and it says, there was no more spirit in her. So the spirit that she came with, the intention and the motive she came with, to question the wisdom of God, it was not, she was not questioning Him. Come on. When demons come to you, in your family, in your marriage, they come for what looks like God on your life. It's not personal. Demons worry not your you ID number. They worry not about your reputation, but what you carry. Because the demons said, of the seven sons of Sceva, what did they say? The demons came and said, who are you? Paul we know, not Paul the idea, not what Paul looked like because the Bible says Paul was not really handsome. They didn't care about that. They said Paul we know because of the weight in the spirit. Jesus we know. Imagine a demon say for effort means exasus kamas. Because these seven sons of Skiva, Skiva was a prominent man. So they went with secondary salvation. My pa is geken. My pastor word geken. And now people want to go onto the spiritual battlefield with the same, like the same thing that your father. And that's why Job couldn't save his children. Because the principle was, you love your children, but you cannot sacrifice on behalf of your children. You can pray for them, you can cover them, but when it comes to them entering into worship, into warfare, they have to do it by themselves. There's nothing wrong with it. Pray for your children, cover them. When they sleep at night, pray for them, cover them, teach them songs. But ultimately, when they come to understanding, you have to teach them, yeah. it is for you. Yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah. So he says, when, she, when it's in the house he had built, seen the wisdom and i'm pressing on this for six weeks seen the wisdom monkey we must be able to see you know what people are, are tired of uh, pastor clayton seeing pastor clayton let me let, let, let me just use you because i know your ministry standing there every second week a new song a powerful song and they go to your house they whatever you sing there does not reflect the way that you live okay. and i'm talking about literally because she saw that the, even the waiters the ushers she saw the ministers, the leaders, how they were ministers. She did not, it was not just a spiritual thing. So the spirit, the main mindset she came to question was quenched by the wisdom. It was not by his intellect. It was the godly wisdom that responded. It's a spiritual thing when people come to you. You may think people are personal or whatever. They've got issues. No, it's a spirit. It's an agenda, a demonic agenda to test if you really are who you say you are. What does it say? There was no more spirit in her. Because Solomon was able to take what is spiritual, what is abstract, and by wisdom formulate it into tangible things. When people come to your business, even if it's small, people must be able to see excellence. There's some big businesses that, that I regret doing business with because the name preceded them. When I did business with them, like, Gera toch meer, hoe meer. Okay, you'll have no experience, I'll take it by 
the name precedes them when you do business with them what you see tangibly the presentation is off I feel so free <laughs> so let me finish and then I'm going to leave you with two verses Wisdom is the ability to know how and when to apply knowledge. Secondly, wisdom is for laying strong and accurate foundations. What is strong and accurate foundation? Foundations are principles, fundamentals. It is putting principles in place. Yes. And the number one thing that your house reflects is the principles you live by. If we come there, and as altijd dier mekaar, of jylle fight altijd, we look deeper. means the foundations are not right. It's like a tree. What is the foundations of a tree? What are the foundations of a tree? The roots. If your tree, brother Greg, no matter how nice the leaves are, trees are not there for leaves. Fruit trees are there for fruit. If every year come to your house and the tree looks nice, but when we reach out to the peaches and they look like grapes every year, it's either they're rotten or they're not matured. Every year, what are we going to say? The roots are, there's something wrong with the roots. when, When I was young, but I'd given would know. In front of our kitchen door was a peach tree. Now there's a name they call these peaches, <laughs> which I cannot. <laughs> the KG peaches. <laughs> the naked ones. <laughs> so, Pastor Brian, you know from our communities, when you've done whatever in a bowl, when you come to the kitchen, what's the first thing you do? It's either go to the drain or you just... So for years we did this. And then sooner or later we saw the peaches every year when it's peach season, maggots on the tree. What is maggots a sign of? Dying. Decaying. Until an uncle came and visited, we would do anything, spray it, whatever. And the uncle came and said, you guys are wasting stuff. Because pesticides are expensive and all this. He says the best thing you can do is remove this tree. He didn't understand. And then he said to me, as we were sitting, because I was there for the whole day, and then one of my cousins did it, he said, you see, this is what happens. The rotten water you throw out goes to the roots. So that season, we still had peaches. And it went in and it started killing in the unseen. Unless the roots push through the ground, you can't see the roots. It's unseen. So the corruption went into the unseen first. And it did not manifest until a next season. So now we wanted to, and this is it. Wisdom will teach you that you don't fix something at the platform or realm of results. If this is the tangible thing. And the, the chairs always, let's say we have a business, uh, Brother Greg's, and the chairs come out skew. You can't now try and force it straight. You have to go to the machine and check the settings. He said, you guys are trying to fix the fruit while the problem lies deep in the roots. He says, remove the tree. Because now the rottenness will spread to the rest of this. There were two other peach trees and we took long and the other trees also died. Even though they were not in correct line of the corrupt water. You find yourself in corrupt uh, company. For now you don't think it's no, my brother, my sister. It is in the unseen cor- corrupting you. And we're just waiting for manifestation. That's why I always tell people, get yourself saved, born again, confess him, confess him. That the Holy Spirit can come. And what is the Holy Spirit likened to? Fresh water. Yeah. The Holy Spirit will come and flush out in the unseen first. 
That's why when you get born again, you'll find yourself still tempted by the same things. But if you grow and you are conscious, it changes you. And after a few months, we see you not swearing, not dying away anymore, doing stuff that is fruit of the flesh. Because another source of water started feeding you. Don't try to fix the tree where we can see. Go to where you fed it, corrupt water. If your marriage is constantly showing signs of death. Now here you want counseling. You don't know. Counseling is not day to day. Your foundations are out of place. Let's come back here. God deals with foundations. Yeah. Jesus cursed the fig tree. The next day they came and said, wow, the, tea is the, tea, the tree is right from its roots. When Jesus said no more fruit will come to you, the world went into the spiritual realm, into the roots and killed it where the source of life is. And then it started manifesting in the rest of the tree. Father, I pray that you will hear No. We keep on coming to the place of results. And God is saying you fix a problem, especially a spiritual one, at the place of the source. That's why wisdom is not, that's why I say the beginning of wisdom. It's not your pastor. It's not your apostle. We thank God for these people and as wise men and women that I also engage with. I'm not your source of wisdom. Yes. I'm not. It is God. Amen. That's why it says the fear of the Lord is the source of wisdom. That's why anybody that claims to be wise but don't fear God, it's not wisdom. It's nice words that have no spiritual substance. There are atheists, brother Greg, that can tell you all the names of the stars and they don't acknowledge the God who made them. To get what I'm saying. Sure. Wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is for strong building. Wisdom is obtained by fearing God. Last verse. I think the second one, I think I need to formulate it in another teaching. Um, Psalms 82 verse 5. I did it last week and we're just going to complete it. Psalms 82 verse 5 says, They know not. Who are these? These are people in the world that don't know God. They know not, neither do they understand, because they walk on in darkness. What is darkness? A sign of absence of light. Who is the light of this world? Jesus Christ. That's why Genesis 1 verse 3 says, Let there be light. It's not the sun, it's not the moon, because the sun and the moon only came into the picture. Verse 11 of Genesis 1. So the first thing when God, before he started putting things in place, Pastor Brian, in Genesis 1, after he had the meeting with, with God the Father, God the Son, and wisdom, because wisdom in Proverbs, it tells us how they walked with God before the beginning of all things, and they started measuring things in place. So when God came from the unseen, having had the plans and setting things in place, when he came to the scene in Genesis 1, all the plans were completed. That's why God could easily just come and say, firstly, let's deal with darkness, let there be light. Let me separate, let me, and it was accordingly to the plans. And now we want to build stuff without consulting him. So wisdom in Proverbs 8 says, I hear you guys are excited about Genesis 1. Let me take you before Genesis 1 verse 1. And people who don't study the word will say stuff like, no, it's heresy. Well, no, go study the word. It says before anything was made, I was there. I was a master craftsman. This is wisdom. So how do you deny godly wisdom, Pastor Brian, and still want to build stuff? You'll get people that will invest in your building and you think that is the favor of God. You'll get people who will help you. You plan all the launches and everything and after three months things fall flat. Beautiful everything. Why? That we consult. When God said in Genesis 1, <coughs> for the day I'll put the sun. Have the sun moved? Positions. 
Right. What is holding the sun there? When you look at the sun, when you can look at the sun, what is holding the sun there? Hebrews says that by faith we know that you what? Hold the world together by the power of your word. When God said, let the sun be, the word of God, let the sun, let the sun, the word went and it is holding the That's why it says heaven and earth will pass away, but what? We glorify. It says, they walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the world are out of, all the principles, the fundamentals of the world are out of course. Out of course with what? The will of God. That's why it's easy in the world system when you come into governments and you don't steal, people are shocked. Yo, Jihali stealing my sister. They will tell you. <laughs> Guys, you know. Like, you know, you know. You start work on a Monday. By Tuesday or Wednesday, they say, do you have a company? Yeah, but my company specializes in IT. I went, I, I, I. come, there's, there's, there's something there. Because if they can give you something as well that you have gotten illegally, they're shutting your mouth. When the bigger co corruption comes, you cannot speak this part. Because there's no differentiation in the quality of corruption. It is just the quantity. Simple example. If you take a cup and you put it in the ocean, the quantity is different, but the quality is the same. Same. You can ask scientists to measure the quality of that water and the one in your cup. It's the same quality. The only difference is a whale can swim in your cup. So don't think small corruption is easily forgiven than big corruption. Just think of this. Same sea water. Only difference a whale cannot swim. The only difference in your cup a minister cannot swim. But the pastor can. Do you get what I'm saying? Here a counselor and two counselors can swim. Their ministers can swim. Same corruption. That's why God also says, the spirit, same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells where? And that's why the enemy attacks you so that you forget who's in you. That's why the enemy, when you come and you see no lights, and we're just singing, and it's like this, when the music is there, this is amazing, and God is looking at us like, what is I? Amen? Amen. Sure. Are we learning something? Done. Let me just read these few notes. Foundations means principles, cultures, or mindset. Foundations means principles, culture. What is the culture in the world currently? Corruption, all these things. Not all over. That's why the world must come with a different set of culture. The depth, the measurements, and integrity of the foundation determines the integrity of the building. You cannot want to build a 20-story building with the same foundation of a four-roomed house. That can't work. The deeper you go with your foundations, the higher your building can go up. So people in the, in the future that are building, but they want to build up higher, like in a couple of years when they have the funds, what do they do? When they start with foundation, they sort it out already. They say, let's just build this for a triple story. In case one day we don't have to break everything down. You cannot build your house single story and the foundation is fine. Tomorrow you get money because I know you guys play lotto and then you build it and then you build other stories and now the stories are up and, and, and the chief architect comes because you're complaining about cracks that doesn't make sense and when he comes he says your foundation is not good for this and then unfortunately you have to break down your house. So that's it. It says the, the, the foundations of the earth, Pastor Brian, what is earth? It is the place we were supposed to govern according to Genesis 1, 26. And let them have what? Dominion over what? All the fishes of the, all, everything we've created. Let them, who's them? It's men. 
and then we fell in Adam and now we're waiting for the manifestations of what the sons of God. It says nature is because nature is in bondage by demonic forces. We think nature is just a dead thing. Nature decided, check what nature did. Nature decided when Jesus died to not to stop shining. The sun was rebelling because for a moment, Genesis 1 verse 3 says what? Let there be light. When the light died, what was the when light goes out, what is the first response? Darkness. And the sun said, how can I stop, continue shining, the sun in the sky, when the son of God is dead? So for three days, there were absolute spiritual corruption in the earth because demons were rejoicing, not knowing what's going to happen on the third day. And sometimes when it seems like in your life you've done everything fine, brother, given and things seem to fall apart, when you're in the will of God, just asking for peace to stay in the process. He's still busy with you guys. He's still busy. You don't run away when things start shaking. You, just, you, you intensify your prayers. How many of us have almost given up and when you just try continuing for another week, trusting him and a breakthrough comes? Why were you fought so much? The, end, the devils didn't know it, but they could hear a shaking in the spirit because they cannot read the mind of God. Right? They, they could sense and they attack and they attack and you become hopeless and you just, when you just want to give up and you take another step, you step into breakthrough. If you've given up here, it means they've won. They didn't stop the plans of God. You stepped out of it. This is amazing grace. Worldly wisdom are corrupt. Worldly wisdom are corrupt. And always pushing for dark agendas. There's no wisdom in the world. Listen to this. There's no wisdom in the world that is there to glorify God. There's no. There's nothing. Last verse. I'm not going to teach on this. I think I'm going to build a, maybe a two-week teaching on this. When the Holy Spirit or when God allows. Second Corinthians chapter 2 verse 6. 2 verse 8 and then we're done. It says, how be it that we speak wisdom. This is Paul. How be it when we speak wisdom... Among them, among them that are what? Perfect. Meaning that they are made, but we'll give a teaching on this. I just want to shock you with something. Yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world. Who are the princes of this world? It is the demons that fell with, or high-ranking demons. Right. That come to note. Verse 7 says, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Right. When the Holy Spirit opens up the mystery to you, what do you say? Ah, revelation. What did Jacob say? Ah, this is the house of God. I didn't know it. It was a mystery to him before. God opened it. Now he knows. Does it make sense? Check. He says, we speak this as a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained when? The hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world. That's why when in Proverbs, when wisdom walks and says, I was before the world was. It is not lies because Paul had the revelation and Paul says, the hidden wisdom that was ordained before the world was. Let me just connect this to verse 7. Sorry. Even the hidden wisdom with God ordained before. So there's hidden wisdom that you can only get by when you fear God. Check this. Which God ordained for our glory. Verse 8 says, which none of the princes of this world knew. Who are the princes of this world? Principalities. Right. Principalities. Thank you, Brother Greg. Which none of the princes of this world know. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. There's another verse, and we're going to do a teaching on it, where it says, you as children of light must teach. The more we teach the word of God, the more the princes of this world come to the knowledge of God. Yes. What is Satan's biggest 
acting. Deception. Right? It's deception. Even some of the demons that followed him, followed him being deceived. And I will show you when we come back to teach it. Thank you, may God bless you. Thank you so much for watching this with us. I believe this video was a blessing to you as it was for us preparing it and putting it out there for you. Connect with us. The link for our website will be in the description below. Connect with us for any information that you need, for any counseling, for any questions you may or just to grow with us and to go this journey forward. More info will be on the website, but when you can come back anytime to this page to find out more about what God is saying to us in this season as we're sharing it with you. Thank you so much for watching. Tommy Shita signing out. Be blessed.